What's in your diary? What's in your diary? What's in your diary? What's in your diary? Hey, hey, it's Ty. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Mike. And welcome to another episode of the It's Not Your Diary podcast. So, guys, we love what we're doing, and we believe that God definitely is working through us. And as we're on this walk towards generational healing, we'd love for you to walk with us. So if these episodes are helping you out in any which way, go ahead, like, subscribe, and comment, and go ahead and share. Thanks, guys. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Mike. Hi. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> How's it going? It's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. It's day, I don't know, in corn. Yeah. <laughs> but going pretty good. And yourself? That's good. I'm doing pretty good. Still hanging in there. Still finding it pretty fun to just be home and just enjoying the family. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, uh, I'm... Likewise, but like I've been trying to stay away from my family because not much so like of this COVID thing, but I've been on this health kick and I'm telling you like this fiber is really killing your boy. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been trying to steer clear of just like ruining, interrupting their day because uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's uh, tragic over here in my <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, to kick off this episode, I have a complex question for you. All right. All right. Which I love. Let me hear it. So if you had to choose between the two, if you have to choose between having extremely, extremely bad anger, I won't say anger issues, but more of just like emotionally just always having mood swings and not really wanting to be bothered or just have chronic stress. If you had to choose between the two, which which of the two would you choose? Of having uh, the Incredible Hulk syndrome or chronic stress, you're saying? Which one? Yeah, just always stressed out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, well, stress is that silent killer. Yeah. But if I were to choose the Incredible Hawk, like, would I really have, like, people like wanting to be around me? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, man, this is <laughs> tough. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to go with the chronic stress. Really? Yeah, I'll, I'll roll the mm-hmm. dice. I'll roll the dice. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll take the chronic stress. I want to be able to, like, if I can handle the stress, I'm, I get. I I take it that I can handle this stress, right? Wait, what is chronic no. stress? What is this chronic stress? What does that mean? What is chronic? Like, it's really just bad. never goes away. Like, I'm just like, oh. Yeah, like, this is a real Ooh. diagnosis. Yeah. I don't um, know, but I, I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Lose-lose situation, but I'm going yeah. to take the chronic stress because I don't want to be going crazy on my people. Well, I think I'm... I'm the other way around. Yeah. You'll go ape. You'll go ape. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like I could just hide pretty much and Mm. that'd be that. Okay, so like, yeah. You're like, I gotta get up out of here. Mm, (laughs) Okay, okay. That's okay. I Um, see you. Yeah, I'm just gonna be out. Mm. 
Yeah, stress is a killer. And that actually is one of the main points of this week's topic. You want to let the people know what it is? Um, no, I think you could <laughs> Well, this week's topic is generational trauma. Yes, Mike has a quote for us. You know, Ty, um, when we had oh. the- <laughs> <laughs> this episode is starting off. On the, uh, uh, a little the funky. right foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> go ahead with it, <laughs> So our quote of the week is, and I want y'all to keep this in mind, history is not about the past, it's about the present. And this quote is from Dr. Eli Kati. Mm. Before we get started, I think uh, we wanted to say, if you haven't already listened to our previous episodes, uh, we'd like to encourage you guys to go back um, season one, Ty, or... Yeah, season yeah. one. Yeah. Episode with, one. Yeah. Episode <laughs> one, season one. Just so it can all make sense leading up to this point. Um, mm-hmm. This is something that, yeah, Ty had started, got put on her heart back in, back what, 2018? 2019, like the beginning of 2019. Yep, over a year ago. Yeah, true, 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 true. So, yeah, it all led up to here, and it's perfect timing. And, and I'm excited for it. I'm, 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 a, I'm gonna be like, if you guys hear some typing or anything, that's just me taking notes. Because, uh, yeah, I'm all in on this generational healing. Yes. Yeah, so, for this episode. We will be talking about generational trauma, and this is actually something that I learned about last year, and then ever since then, I had kind of been on this journey of just understanding what generational trauma was, understanding what trauma was in general, and then how we, I could start healing from it and going through that process, and that's where the journals came into play. So, yeah, the definition of generational trauma is actually the rearrangement of DNA by trauma, stress, or PTSD. Our main goal on this podcast is generational healing, but in order to get the healing, you basically have to deal with the trauma. And that's the path that I have been on. Mike, I did want to ask you, like, do you feel like generational trauma was something that you knew about or do you feel like this is kind of like something that's newer or something you just kind of heard about before? Yeah, no, it wasn't really anything like it's pretty new to me. And Mm -hmm. it's actually funny, like I just was looking at something that I wrote because I was prepping for, you know, prepping for the podcast and such. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, was totally drawn back. And that's why I told you, I was like, man, Ty, I mean, this is all you because, wow, I was just shook. So, I mean, if you don't mind, could I just share a little bit about what I wrote? Because it answers your question. Uh, Yeah, I think so. Go Um, ahead. So I never really knew about trauma, to be honest. It's still kind of new to me, so I can't really speak much on it. For I'm healing from these unknown wounds that have hindered me from reaching my full potential as well. But I write this in hope to shed light on one word, resilience. This is from a piece that I actually wrote. It's like a 
just like a little brief piece. So, so sorry. Um, so resilience. And before I jump into motivational mode, I need to say this. Being resilient is key to overcoming trauma, but be careful. You don't want to spring forth too quickly. Don't just bounce back for the sake of showing that nothing can hold you down. Heal properly. Self-examine. Take note. Recalibrate. Pray hard. Talk it through to someone close to you. Go see a therapist. Pray some more. Weep if you have to. Understand your trauma. Forgive yourself. Forgive others and seek forgiveness. Then bounce back. Take full responsibility of your trauma. After all, it's part of who you are. Hmm. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah, that's where I'm at. I've always been like this resilient character. This issue that's been hindering me for some time, you know, happened to me. But now that I've done some research, you know, thanks to you for opening my eyes up on this. Now I'm getting, now I'm getting like a better understanding. I'm like, and then it's making more sense as I'm looking through some history and I'm just like, man, Hmm. man. Now it makes sense. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, okay, I'm excited to hear what you got to say. Yeah. Well, I have a lot. So... Let me know if you don't understand what I'm saying or if I need to repeat something because I've been studying so much. And I feel like this will just help us as a whole community and like Mm -hmm. all our listeners, because the more we understand who we are and the more we understand where we come from, Mm -hmm. then like the more we understand just like why we do the things that we do, Mm -hmm. it's like healing from that it'll just bring way more awareness to like where we are and then the healing will be a lot easier because now we know like okay I've now labeled the trauma I I put a name on it I you know I put feelings to it now I can deal with the feelings and move past it Uh, one of the main reasons why this episode just seemed like really heavy on my heart was because suicide rate in teens is like going up and it's growing a lot. And like the studies have shown that teens have been dealing with so much toxic stress, which is like a type of stress that I never knew existed. But after doing all of my research, I learned way more than I wanted to. And I was learning about generational trauma and intergenerational trauma and just all these things. But I definitely want to be able to break them all down. So, If you know what that quote is from, go ahead, drop it in the comments. Ty is going to send you a, a free gift card to. <laughs> I'm not leaving this in here. <laughs> I should leave it in just in case we don't throw everybody off. I'm gonna leave it in there. I think I'm like, what? Um, I wanted to talk about what trauma is. So basically, trauma is a deep emotional wound. Sometimes we have to be super aware of things that society sometimes may avoid dealing with. So like our emotions and then combining a lot of times you hear people say, oh, yeah, well, emotional health and mental health are the same thing when really, you know, this is kind of why minorities might say that therapists can't really help them or um, they might get things incorrect and say like, oh, you know, there's nothing wrong with them or, you know, the real question is like, how do we address these two things 
separately and like acknowledging what is really going on. So if trauma is a deep emotional wound, it's like, where do we go or what do we do or how do we start that healing process? If we sometimes go to therapy and they're not necessarily helping us through the specific emotions all the time because it can be hard. And like sometimes when we do deal with our emotions, it can be more traumatic than the actual experience because in a sense you do have to relive all the things that you've been through that were traumatic sometimes in order to get through them. And it's basically like now we have to understand what's really going on and then sometimes taking what's going on with our emotions back to doctors. So like saying, oh, they can't help me is not really a reason to not get the help. And we have to do a lot more work, especially if we put up this facade that like nothing is wrong. I'm I'm okay. Um, I don't want to talk about my feelings because then to them, it looks as if there's nothing wrong. And then we come out of it and like, well, they didn't help me. Nothing they said helped how I felt. And now I don't want to go back. But it's like, were you vulnerable? Did you open up? You know, and one thing about trauma and emotions is that sometimes we do deal with different emotions that we do suppress or we don't want to talk about ever. So it's like, how do you get that healing? Well, first you have to be able to admit to yourself that you have certain feelings that you don't even want to talk about. I just went off on the whole thing that I wasn't supposed to go on. I basically want to break down the science. So back in biology, I think many years ago, we learned about genetics and genetics are inherited characteristics that we get from our parents. But then there's this new study called epigenetics that they've been doing at Harvard. And the epigenetics is a study of changes in organisms caused by modifications of gene expression. Bear with me. (laughs) In simple terms, epigenetics has shown us that our life experiences shape who we are and how we grow, what career we choose, and who we love. Mm. Epigenetic is, in a sense, showing us that there's a chemical cap on some of our gene molecules, which prevent certain genes from being expressed. So you might have inherited a gene from your parents or from, you know, all these generations and it's not even being expressed the way it should be because of everything everyone in your gene pool has been through. Oh, wow. Yeah. So interesting. Right. So for uh, this is a real example. So 400 years ago, the first slaves were brought from Africa to North America Now, 400 years later, we suffer from something that's called post-traumatic slave syndrome. How? What is that? You know, how do we suffer from this? So let me break it down. (laughs) So it's PTSD, like black Yeah, it's post-traumatic slave syndrome. Yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. And so 
basically during slavery, all the homes of the black families, they they were fatherless homes. Even if all the slaves lived in like an outhouse or whatever, there were no fathers there. Normally they were all working. And men were just brought in to create babies and make more slaves. And then they were sent back to work. And then basically they were just taught to survive, you know, not to feel emotions or express them or anything. So this was this went on for 400 years. Now, this is a clear representation of what we see in the modern world. You know, men, they have kids with all these women. They never learn to be vulnerable. They never learn how to get through things in life. They never learn how to express themselves. They never really learn how to love their families. And they think they're just supposed to go to work and be providers and come home and do the same thing the next day. So that's what we see. Then another example is, this is another real life example. Most people beat or whoop their children, or most minorities, because of what was done for so many years. So now people still do it. It's like, you know why I'm doing this? Because I love you. Well, we were taught for 400 years that if you did something wrong, that that's how you should be punished. That again, they're neglecting the emotional needs. They don't understand what's really going on. And in a sense, they're not really addressing it. I had a a debate with that one time, like should we whoop your child or whatever? I was on the side that you should, but like with, with you giving these facts and stuff and I'm just like, Hmm. Yeah, okay, well, changes my mind on it. Yeah, you gonna touch you're gonna mind? have, yeah, okay, go ahead, you're go gonna ahead. have to, yeah, cause. just just so you know, I'm not totally sold on it yet. I still want to whip it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. Right, but it's like people don't even know, so it's like, it's like, why were we doing it? It's like, why was this something that was even passed down? Well, history will tell us why we're doing something in the present day because. It's what has been done. So again, epigenetics, you know, it's way easier to ignore a child's emotional needs. But because of what we know now, we know what it all stems back to. Beating was a part of discipline. Okay, we got it. But it's like we also have to remember that trauma is a deep emotional wound, not to mention it causes so much more stress. And then you have to think for a second, like, what did our parents or teachers or our family or friends or society, like, what did they teach us about our emotional needs or our emotional wounds? The main issue in generational trauma is the level of stress. The stress is actually what's harder to recover from and causes us to have to do much more work than after one traumatic experience. So, you know, it'll be like one situation and then it's like, okay, I can recover from this. You know, if it's one breakup, oh, I can recover from that. But if it's happening, you know, every week, it's like, okay. Then you start to hear people saying like, that's toxic and actually called toxic stress. So something negative and very traumatic that's happening over and over and over again. And that's really what causes generations of toxic stress. It's like we're repeating the same type of stress in our children because it was just what was normal, not knowing that we were really hurting them. And 
a lot of us, like, we really have no clue what toxic stress is or even know, like, there were different types of stress. Because, like, I know I didn't know. I had no clue. Yeah, me either. There are three different types of stress. So you have positive stress, tolerable stress, and then toxic stress. Mm-hmm. Form of positive stress will be, like, exercising. So positive stress is a normal part like it's a um it's normal and it's a central part of a healthy brain development in a child. So it's just like a little increase in the heart rate, you know, malhormone elevations. And that's something that's normally caused by exercising. And then you have tolerable stress, which is caused by like a natural disaster like this one that we're in now, COVID-19, mm-hmm. or the death of a loved one, which can actually activate a level inside of you or inside of a child or an adult. And it actually can be limited and the child can be brought back down to like a normal level with like emotional support from family or a therapist. But when a tolerable stress is ignored over and over again, or there's a need there and be like the child is neglected, that's what causes toxic stress. So it's a stronger, frequent, prolonged adversity, physical or emotional abuse, emotional neglect, chronic neglect, caregiver substance abuse or caregiver mental illness, exposure to violence, burdens of family, economic hardship, kind of like this one that we're in now. When we think about what toxic stress is and how it's caused, it's like we do have to be more aware of the fact that, okay, you're whooping a child. Why? You know, is it because you haven't address them. You don't understand what's going on. And that's why I was saying like, the more we understand, the better we can deal with different situations. And so what I thought was crazy when I was researching, I was like, cause you know, toxic was like the thing of 2019. Like everybody was toxic and you needed to get rid of them. So (laughs) when I looked up toxic, it means poisonous. And I was like, whoa, toxic is a synonym to poisonous. And poisonous means causing death or illness if taken into the body. Hold that definition. Because then stress means a feeling of emotional or physical tension. When you put the two together, toxic stress is basically a nicer or more like politically correct way of saying poisonous emotional and or physical tension when you do put it that way you see it as being something that is like okay now you want to avoid it because now it's poisonous and it's it's really causing death or illness mm-hmm. and the long-term effects actually show that toxic stress is indeed poisonous like it will make you sick There's actually a quote that I got from the National Alliance of Mental Illness, which says toxic stress or trauma is an experience that overwhelms us, something making us feel like we are in serious danger. It can leave us feeling powerless and hopeless. Although the impact of toxic stress can be chronic and impactful on adults, it is practically detrimental for children. We could be dealing with things or we could be doing things. It's like we don't even know that 
because, you know, a parent might be hitting a child or unintentionally neglecting their emotions that they are causing this type of stress. And the fact that it is detrimental, it's like now having that awareness, I think is great. And this was one of the reasons why I really, really wanted to talk about this on here, because what I learned was toxic stress weakens the structure of a child's developing brain, which long-term causes learning issues, behavioral issues, physical issues, emotional issues, and mental health issues. It's like not something to take lightly, but also it's like something that we have to be super aware about or we might not even notice, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is deep. Another crazy thing that I learned was that some toxic stress effects actually won't even manifest themselves until adulthood. It'll end up affecting our vulnerability, our resilience, like you said, the relaxation response, which is basically how we respond if we don't like something. And it also weakens our immune system, increases our heart rate, gives us high blood pressure, and causes diabetes. And this is in adulthood. Healing after trauma will in the future allow us to be able to communicate with one another. But it's not going to be a fast process, nor will it be a process that we will complete. Because if we're healing for generations, like it's going to take generations. But if we continue to make the steps, and I'll kind of give a few steps of different things that we can do, but also I think remembering what the Bible says and Romans 8, 5 through 7. And it says, those who live according to the flesh have their mindset on what the flesh desires. So right now you might be in a place where you you do know that you've had trauma and you're very aware of what's going on, but You want to be stuck there and you want to be stuck in sadness and you might want to be stuck in pain and you might want to be stuck in being irresponsible or not taking accountability. But you also have to remember that those are your fleshly desires, like you're living in your comfort zone because that's what your body wants you to do. And when you step out and when you step into God and step into who he is, then those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mindset on what the spirit desires. And we know that God wants us to have peace of mind. We know that he wants us to let go of what our flesh wants. We know that he wants us to ultimately turn to him and give him all that trauma and all those things that we're holding on to. So I wish I could like tell you that it would be something so simple as to just like doing this one journal assignment and then the healing process is complete, but no, it will take a little longer and you will have to do a little work. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. So when we sit in our own trauma, we do want, we do have suicidal thoughts. We do feel like we don't know what to do. We do feel trapped in, in what we're going through. Even now, like now we are going through a natural disaster. And now some people are back at that stage where they are in the flesh and 
some have had those thoughts, those suicidal thoughts. And it's like a lot of us have been there and we know like how tough it can get. So it's like once we do turn to God and it says right here, the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. That's what you want. If that's what you aspire to have. Once you take that first step to healing, once you take that first step for the generations to come, the generations before you, it's like that is what God wants you to have. And I promise you it is. And then verse seven says, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. And that just sums it all up. If you feel like you are at a place where this word is for you and God might be pulling you closer to him, then you really do have to figure out like, are you hostile to God? Like this could be why you're in your flesh. And you need to get outside of what the world is telling you, because the world tells you that if somebody is toxic or if they have trauma to let them go. But as you just heard, like we all have this trauma, like we all have dealt with at least one toxic stress moment in our childhood lives. So will you continue to let that kind of hold you back or will you take that first step to turning to him and praying away those traumas and start the healing for your generations? Like, is that something that you're going to put on? Because if you're listening to this message, like this is something that he has signed you up for. Because there's there's no other reason why you would be listening to this if he wasn't calling you to do some type of healing for your family. And it's like we all have some type of responsibility, even if we try to run away from it. Go ahead and preach, girl. <laughs> I mean, that's really all I had. Do you feel like you learned a good amount? I was definitely able to learn from this. And one of those, because yeah, that's a lot, you know, and it's just yeah. like, and it's a lot to process. And then to have to go back and then think about, you know, okay, look yourself in the mirror, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, God, like, please, like, heal us. Because if this is something that we all, deal with you know mm-hmm. like you said 2019 everybody was just labeled as toxic pretty much right you know and it's just like man we all need we all need you you know we all need and to be honest like i'm so thankful like in a sense to like to be brought to be in this place right now because honestly i believe god was trying when i first got saved like he put that like kind of like like he had this vision he put this mm-hmm. vision on my heart for my family, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I was like, like, oh, we got to do that. We got to do that. I was trying to press forward. I was trying to press forward. But with all that, there was still so much healing that needed to be done within mm-hmm. my life. And I, there's so much that I needed to understand. It was like, it's wild because no matter how much knowledge I did know, no matter how much script, scripture I could quote, you know, there's these certain things that would happen. And then I'm out here spazzing, you know, and I'm just like, man, why, God? Like, what what the heck, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like it, everything happens for a reason. And it's like, you know, it, it's more about just when it comes to having faith in God and doing God's work. It's more about it's more than just preaching his word. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's about the healing factor and the transformation factor that is that is vital to the mission of God of what he mm. truly wants to do in, in our people. And it's, I'm just like super excited, you know, 
on one hand, I'm kind of, you know, sad about it because it's like, man, all these people that I didn't hurt, you know, because of these unknown things. But at the same time, I'm, I'm excited because I, I do know that God is a God of miracles and he's got to do some miraculous things in all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one thing that because I've been gardening, I've been uh, working on my garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna need some pointers. You too. My 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 little plant. Okay, I have a story, but maybe I should tell it at the end. <laughs> well, I, mean, I woke up to this morning. Yeah, I mean, uh, what you woke up to this morning? Yes, in my garden. Go ahead. Jax was eating the dirt. Hold <laughs> up. All my tomatoes. <laughs> my heart is broken. Oh, you just like your daddy boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, Jax. That's, he was that, like I mean, literally eating the dirt. I mean, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's boys for you. We just, I mean, you never ate dirt before? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I feel like one time my hands might have been dirty and I might have licked them. And I just remember the taste was disgusting. So now when I smell the dirt, like even when we were planting the pots, I was like, oh, this just reminds me of that smell. I did eat a worm before. Oh, nice. Yeah. Fears that was, that was pretty gross. <laughs> On the topic of garden, mm-hmm. like one of the things, because I've been thinking about this generational trauma and just like thinking about the things that have happened in my, and just trying to piece it all together in a sense. And uh, one thing that kept popping up in my mind as I'm gardening and uh, sorting through the soil and making sure I'm getting these weeds out mm-hmm. is the deepness of weeds within the human heart. Mm-hmm. And and I've been imagining uh, God going deep within me to pluck out mm-hmm. the root at the same time as I'm digging. And mm-hmm. it's funny that like when, you know, you're pulling out the weeds, like sometimes we can just try to be quick and just pull out the top part, you know. But when you pull yeah. out the top, you're not you're not getting the root, you know, and you're allowing the weed to grow like to um, to just spread more, you know, and, Hmm. and, uh, it's kind of like life, how we like, just try to cover off the top, the, uh, layer of our Mm -hmm. healthiness and what's going on on the inside rather than taking that time to really dig. Like there's, there was times where I'm like three feet deep and I'm like, dang, this root is really deep. Like, and it's, I'm just like, sometimes I'll even be three feet and then it'll snap again. And I'm just mm. like, wow, I got to go another layer in. And, it, and it's just like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I kept asking myself, uh, how, how far am I willing to dig in order to get this weed? Or am I going to just say, you know what, that's good enough. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to settle there and right. let that be. But if I do, then it's just going to continue to sprout. And you know what I'm saying, but we like we have to be protectors of our gardeners, uh, of our gardens. You know, we have to examine it. We have to continue to check out where. Okay, you know, where are these weeds at? Am I gonna actually do the work? Am, you know, am I gonna get my hands dirty? Mm-hmm. And get it, you know, and I just think that just resonates so much with us. Uh, and it's just, hopefully that just encourages everybody to like, don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Don't be afraid to. And don't be discouraged that you have weeds. Everybody has them. You know what I'm saying? We are kind of discussing the quote uh, that Tyra gave earlier about, what was it? Could you repeat it again, Ty? History is not about the past. It's about the present. Mm. As 
me and Ty were discussing before I, I had gave, you know, what I thought that quote would mean. And then she, you know, spoke what she thought. And we kind of came up like that. It's pretty much like a dual. It can be looked at both ways. It's a dual concept. Mm-hmm. And, and could you give it to me one more time? I already don't forget. <laughs> History is not about the past. It's about the present. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so if we're too focused, I mean, it's it's good to think about the past and and such, but it's about the present. It's what we're going to do about the our present. To you know, with what we know about our past, mm-hmm. what are we what are we going to do about that? You know, are we going to take those proper steps, those right steps, to make sure that our present day is going to be in our in our hands, making sure that we're in control of it in a sense, you know, not in the sense to where, you know, you're being a control freak, mm-hmm. you know, right. not, you know, we're not saying that, but we're saying, okay, I'm aware of, of this past and I'm yeah. not going to continue to let that uh, create ripple effects into the future. I'm going to let that stop right now and I'm going to create new, new ripples, new ripples into the future. Yeah, I like that. No ripples. No ripples. Did you say like we might not see, it might take years, generations? So if you decide today or, you know, I decide today that this is what I'm going to take on, like I want us, I want to be a generational healer. I want to be the healer of the generations that come before me and after me in my bloodline. Like, it's not going to be a process that's, oh, this is going to happen with me. Like, no, this is just starting with you. But now it's like you you continue to journal and you pass those journals down and you explain to your family and your kids, like, this is the task that I've taken on for our family so that we can find healing. You know, we're both being intentional about this is why we're journaling. I'm journaling because I don't want you to have to go through what I went through. I want you to be informed when you are making decisions, like no matter what you're writing down and just letting that be like, okay, this is something that I'm actively taking on for my entire bloodline. And this is something that I'm going to share with my fam. Us sharing, like last episode, we told everybody, you know, share in your group chat, being intentional about taking on the healing process and um, starting the healing process doesn't mean that you're going to finish it, but it's like you started it and now your generations will carry this because it's like, you know, this started 400 years ago. So who knows how many years it'll take? Who knows? I mean, mm, yeah, God yeah, works miracles, but exactly. Mm. And it, it might take generations to mm. heal. It, mm. it might, it might, or you might just be that one that he needed to change your generations forever. But I mean, only he knows and you know. It's in our hands. I really think the healing is in our hands because we're the ones who God has put this on our hearts. Anybody listening to this. And I'm excited because I feel like a lot of people are like amped up just like you are like you know how you've been saying, like, I'm just so excited. I'm, mm-hmm. Like, and I'm praying that everybody, everybody's been able to get some family time or get closer to the family during this time. Yeah. Uh, because it's just, it just makes it so much more evident that God is definitely trying to do a work in, in, in you all. 
and in your family. Mm-hmm. And, and um, side note, complete side note, like as I've been journaling and mm-hmm. the more I'm in, immersing myself into this, now I'm writing with like my son in mind. Mm-hmm. Like my, my boy is going to pick up this. I'm making sure that I'm, I'm just making sure like every line is not hit. Like it's just like, hey, he's about to benefit, you know, right. more mm-hmm. than I am, you know. Uh, and that's just, and that's what it's about. It's making generations greater than the generation that we're in now. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what, it, that's what it is. So. Right. And I mean, it's like, we don't have anything really from our bloodlines that's passed down for generations. So it's like, why didn't somebody start it? Mm-hmm. We kind of all just talk about like what hasn't been done, but it's like, now we have the opportunity to make our entire bloodline better so it's well, why not i mean no. we have all this time to journal <laughs> so so now I, I i got a question for you mm-hmm. how, how does the healing start where where how does the healing start the healing process start where should where should i start so the first three well the first two episodes faith and prayer each journal assignment was following up right behind the next and this one is going to follow along too because the only thing that we can truly truly do to start the healing process is to basically identify what we've been through so just like we we chose a word for what was holding us back as far as our faith. And then we chose that same word. We're praying about it in episode two, doubt, whatever it is, that word, that emotion that we're holding on to that came from the trauma. You know, first it's like identify what the trauma events were. And I honestly say write them all down but whatever that word is that main word that is like this is one that I have to let go of like if it's suicidal thought if it's like no matter what it is or even if it's like anxiety you know whatever that thing is that you feel like has now been birthed from the trauma that main one is just taking that word and then now Praying and asking God, God, for the generations before me and the generations after me, I'm giving this to you. Like this word, this is something that I have to surrender. And it's like that one thing that you feel like is truly holding you back or has caused you so much hurt and so much pain. That one word is something that you now have to surrender to him and allow him and pray. Like that was one thing we said, pray, pray and ask him to now take that away. And you can pray every night and then journaling about the progress, journaling about what it, whatever it is, because you might have 20 words and like, that's okay. Because y'all heard my list. I think I read off that list a few times, but like each one of those words that I had to burn away, like I had to pray over each one. I had to find scriptures for each one. I had to do Bible studies on each one in order to get to the place that I am the place of healing that I'm in, but that doesn't mean that you should be in a rush. Mm. Go at your own pace because when you start to uncover things that you've been through, they might spark up other feelings for other people and you want to go at your own pace, but you definitely want to be aware. 
So like making a list of whatever the events that happened were, you can make a list of the events if you're at that point, you know, and I don't want to give y'all too many things to do, but we'll actually be posting some of these on the Instagram page. So you can go back. I'll actually post all the things that you can do on there. It's like every time we podcast, I'm just like more and more excited for what God's doing in our lives, you know? Yeah. And then, and in the lives of our listeners and like, we'd love to hear your feedback and like what's really resonating with you or like what's really, you know, capturing you guys and really motivating guys pressing mm-hmm. forward. Like we, we want to know so we can have, you know, when it comes to content, you know, we could we will navigate accord like you know so we want to engage with you guys we want to know who you are you know and how's god working in your life so fill us in a little bit you don't have to be super detailed but you know let us know what's up yeah y'all don't have to be afraid to contact us either or have any questions about anything and Eventually soon, we'll be doing some Q&As on live. And if y'all really want us to do a Q&A, let us know. I'm going to actually put up a poll on Instagram. So if you want a Q&A, you got some questions about anything, it'll be up there. So if nobody responds, I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we really appreciate y'all tuning in and sharing over the past two weeks. And for this episode, I actually want y'all to share, share again, share with one person who you feel like could really, really benefit from just a few tips or just getting educated or somebody who you feel like might be in this place, the same place that you're in and need to hear this. So that's it for this episode. Yeah. Thanks so much, Ty. I really appreciate it. No problem. How much you put into this. I've learned so much and um, I'm looking forward to digging a little further into it some more. Yeah, me too. I feel like I'm obsessed now just like with this whole topic. So y'all might be seeing something else coming soon. (laughs) Well, alrighty. That wraps up this episode and we will talk to y'all next week. Yeah, for sure. Have a great week, guys. Bye. Bye.